Johnny. Do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. It's time for another episode of Matt and Matt and these Ice Cream Social. Sitting across from me is Paul Mattingly. Across from me, it's Mr. Matt Donnelly. And on the knobs and dials is Jacob the Audio Guy. What? What? We're preaching in fun. the butt. <laughs> I'm squeezing that in. I'm in. It fits musically, it's in. <laughs> squeezing that in. Squeezing That's part of in. the song. It's part of it. It's in. <laughs> I We're preaching fun. I accidentally listened to it. I say it because it came up on the queue, but I knew it was the one where I started it over just to make sure. And I <laughs> heard it. I heard me do it in the intro. And I was like, oh, butter. So good. Sweet, sweet butter. Yeah. All right. It's part of the thing now. <laughs> Matt had another wreck. <laughs> Matt wrecked his car. Or what, Matt, Matt wrecked his giant truck when that happened. Yeah. Just ran it right it off the road. sounded that good. He was like, oh, shit. This oh, is... Shit. Pre- oh, oh, man. I'm still another week with the boat. Another week driving that boat around. Yeah? You still uh, liking the boat? I'm starting, to be, I'm starting to be a real bully on the road. I was going to say, it gives you a bit, a bit of ownership. It yeah. does. It does. It really... Especially trying to get here from fucking my kid's daycare. I was a real... Guy in the truck coming up the, the roads here. I drive a large truck. Get out of my way. Uh, uh, we have a guest of us in the studio, a very special guest. It's Jacob. Jacob, hey! the audio guy is here. Jacob, love that guy. Jacob, when you get to heaven, what yeah. does Peter say to you? <laughs> um, Damn, you look good. <laughs> we have, get your fine ass in here. We have an a, a, a improv comic slash a, a burlesque dancer slash dancer dancer. Slash British person slash reporter Charlie Starling is here. Charlie, hello, hello. Um, I want to warn people you're British ahead of time in case they thought you're doing a funny accent to make us laugh. (laughs) Well, my accent is kind of bastardized. It's uh, Newcastle and London. Oh, Paul and I had a bet going. Uh, My bet was uh, (laughs) that's what I heard. (laughs) My bet was London and Liverpool, but Ah. you're Newcastle. North, but the other one. (laughs) North, the other one. The other side. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Matt was making a geography joke right there. That's what he was doing. Yeah, I was. I, I, was, I, was, I, th- I knew I was close. So uh, <laughs> you're already starting off giving us too much credit. So uh, you do, but the, uh, there is like a northern southern accent thing, like we have here in the states in England, right? Yeah, it's um, for such a tiny country. Right. We have hundreds of yeah. accents. Like right. there is a river that separates my town well my city from another city Mm -hmm. it's less than a mile away and it's a different accent wow like uh there was a tv show we all used to watch and some well most of us were about to sing the blues right there Mm -hmm. yeah man there was a river the river time about a mile away Uh, i've heard of it yeah (laughs) (laughs) um there was a TV show that we were all part of as kind of stagey children in Newcastle called Biker Grove. Okay. And we all used to get really angry because there would be two kids in the same family and one of them would be from Newcastle and the other one's from Gateshead. <laughs> okay. And we could all tell because the accents were different, but nobody else in the country knew. Oh, okay. So they lump you together, but you guys don't yeah. like that. We don't like it. Okay. Oh. We don't like it. We're are very a, territorial. Are you a small town gal? Sounds uh, like you grew up in a smaller town. I did grow up in a smaller town. I grew up in a sprawling suburb called Cramlington. 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 Oh, sure. The Fighting Cramlington. Crumbs. Home of the Fighting Crumbs. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it was named after a Viking called Crammel. Crammel. Yeah. Okay. Um, and if you know of a comedian called Ross Noble. Oh, uh, no. 
No, you should. He's fucking awesome. All right. Uh, he is basically... Well, let's wrap up the, the episode and get the Google. Let's go. Yeah, this was yeah. Ice Cream Social. Uh, he's the best thing to come out of Cramlington. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Until me. So you have a lot of pro... <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Ow! Look out! Boom. Bang! Shots fired. Too good, Russ. Uh, you're kind of a big nerd, yeah? Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Yeah, like you, like a, your Instagram, you dress up like Joker and other characters like that. Like you're wearing an R2-D2 necklace right now. I am. This was a gift, actually, from my friend Penny, who uh, I was her date last night to The oh. Killing Joke. Oh, very cool. And because she's a great date, she brought me a gift. Right. <laughs> Wait, they made a movie with The Killing Joke? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yes. It just... And that's... that's, that's I didn't super, know that. Well, it just premiered. That's super nerd right there, going to the premiere. This is the first time that they've done a premiere in the theaters for uh, Warner Brothers animated okay. feature. Yeah, it's got a what's his face? Uh, Luke Skywalker is in as the Joker. Yes, yeah. he's Mark been Hamill. the voice of the Joker. Yeah, 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 but he's been the voice of the Joker for about twenty years now. Right, Mark. but he but he was he didn't do it for a while, right? Like he's back doing it, or am I making that up? It's been a long time since okay. he did an official real deal. I mean, he he. Did... I don't know why you're looking at me, Jacob. I just defer I, to Paul. I know. I don't defer to Paul. Right <laughs> I did look at you when he, I said that. I was <laughs> like. He did the voice. Come on! I'm a huge Batman fan. He did the voice for all the video games. Okay, and that was supposed to be the end. The last video game was supposed to be it, but then this thing came around and was like, "Okay, this is real." Somehow they got an actor to work for money. Right? (laughs) Somehow. Well, somehow that happened, and they got Kevin. Well, I mean, like he he doesn't need it at all. I know, but if there was ever a want to work, yeah, right. No, and do the best thing ever. The best. The best iteration of your character ever, yeah, that you love. Uh, also, Kevin Conroy, who is the iconic Batman. From I thought the I thought you were getting, up, getting ready to say uh, Kevin Costner was doing something. Now, Mark <laughs> Mark Hamill. This is a bit of this is for for our sports listeners. He's 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 pulled a bit of a, Le, a LeBron James by being the Joker here. Everyone loved to shit on him as being a terrible actor and not doing anything post Star Wars. Right. Then he went into went ahead and turned around and like reinvented himself. It's like this crazy voiceover yeah. guy. Actually, he does voice work on all yeah. kind of stuff, yeah. and and he did it at the right time. He did it in, in, as another great example, in like in the Chris Hardwick Nerdist era, where this is actually considered as respectful to be awesomely played. Right, Joker. it is now, but yeah. twenty years ago when he started it, right. That's what I'm saying. He so was like, ahead of the curve. If, if the eighty, you know, in the nineties, you're like now he's doing voiceovers for video games. You'd be like, poor Mark Hamill. Yeah, and now way more people play video games than go to the movies. Yep. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, no, but uh, Charlie's definitely got mad nerd cred. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what did you have to do for that necklace? Did you have to hook up with her in any way? Uh, I didn't. She's just she's just lovely. Mm. I did give her a she nice hug. She didn't have hug. to make something I gave up. Give her a squishy hug. Uh, we know Penny. Hug. Penny's Penny's uh, Penny may or may not have stopped by the show a couple of times. No, it wasn't Penny Pivots. Oh, it was Penny Piper. Uh, she runs a burlesque <laughs> show in town called Nerdlesque. Okay, I could, with your accent, that could have been a better. Correction. <laughs> <laughs> Not Penny Pitt, it's Penny Piper. Uh, did I sound just like you? Did it sound like you were in the room? Uh, it was pretty close. Keep um, trying. <laughs> you are about to leave us, yeah? You're about to take off? I am. Um, you're going to go back to England? I'm going back to England. So I'm going back to London. You're going to finish this episode, though, first, right? Uh, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> back to back. <laughs> Right now, there's a really impatient uh, uh, Uber guy. <laughs> yeah, Uber guy just fucking tapping his foot. Um, oh, I take Lyft, not Uber. Oh. Oh, geez. Lines in the sand. <laughs> lines in the sand. Uh, they're the same guys, you know that, right? <laughs> Like, everyone I know in town has both apps. That's how I, you make a yeah, living. Yeah, I just really like being contentious, though. <laughs> no, I guess... I uh, I love when I see the cars that have both uh, placards in, yeah. the, in the windshield. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. It's like, some, like, what are you doing? Some guy with a car is like, whatever. You need a ride? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> like, whatever. I don't care. Uh, almost everyone I know who's, who's an Uber driver in town is now a Lyft and Uber driver. Because why wouldn't you be? Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. then you're a Luber. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Oh, I hey. like that term a mm-hmm. lot. Why hasn't that caught on? I know. Uh, it's just because of exactly why I said it. <laughs> Who's gonna go? Hey, you. Uh, I'm a Luber. I'm you here for, for you. I like you get my, get my car right. Yeah. And you go. Oh, you drive for Lyft and Uber. And I go. That's right. I'm a Luber. I'm a Luber. The back seat. And is, then I put on the back like, seat is coated in KY jelly. Then I put on the you sit down and channel. Like, Squish. Yeah. Yeah, they slide in the seat. <laughs> it's a slide right. They slide right all out on the way out. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to Luber. It just shoots you right into the front seat. You're like, oh, you're gonna sit in the back. Hey. <laughs> I heard you need a ride somewhere. Well, guess what? You're in luck because my Luber cab is open, <laughs> open for business, and you're gonna be open. And you're gonna be in my business. And you're gonna be in my business. And I'm gonna be in your business. I'm gonna be in your business, and my business is in your business. And I'm gonna reach my destination before you reach your destination. Well, before. <laughs> and you aren't even gonna feel it like you think you might because I'm lubered up and ready to go. In fact, I already came. You're already here, and here's an R2-D2 necklace. Welcome to the sweat house. <laughs> oh. Driven by Uber. Luber. Luber. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Can't tag the bit. Well, I tried to rate my driver, but my hands were too slippy. <laughs> <laughs> I got to, you, have a, you have a multiple smudge rating on Luber. <laughs> Just three smudges. Oh, that's good. <laughs> or is that bad? I don't know. Just, we, don't, we don't know, but we just keep letting people rate us. We don't know. It's the most ambiguous rating system there is. What's it? Four-star review. <laughs> oh, they must have really enjoyed their ride. <laughs> Before you sit down, though, you have to make sure that the door on the opposite side of the vehicle is closed, or yeah, you will just slide, right, just slide right out. Like, yeah. oh, shit. Right oh, into traffic. Luber! Um, <laughs> I found this guy looking like a beach seal on the side of the earth. <laughs> uh, the other door was open at his Luber cab, clearly. <laughs> a newborn beach seal. Yeah, <laughs> hand me my phone. I need to review this. I need to make sure people on the app know about this. Please help me. I'm an actual baby covered in placental fluid. I'm not an Uber Luber. <laughs> I'm not, a, not Luber. a Luber customer. I'm, not a Luber I'm an actual baby who was just born on the street. <laughs> I'll help you, but I have to review this cab first. And then okay. there's, a, there's a Luber guy next to him. I'm like, oh, is there some help with the baby? Wah, wah. Help me too. Um, <laughs> all the Luber people have realized that they have to pretend to be babies to get help. <laughs> It's a new scam. <laughs> is that a Luber baby or a real baby? I don't know. Just keep driving. Yeah. Like, just drive. It's a scam. It's what this is the problem. It's what I, don't, I don't help any of them. I got burned too many it's times. Same, it's the same thing that ruined hitchhiking will ruin picking up babies yep. on the side of the road. <laughs> Street babies got a bad rep from the Luber people. That's right. <laughs> I can't trust a sidewalk infant. I don't know if it's a real deal. Don't know. I don't know. How would you know? How would you know? <laughs> they look the damn same. All smushed up in goo. Shit, I'm so. I'd like to help you. I'm sorry, but please. Um, I was just born moments ago. You look like a 38 year old man. Oh, I'm damn sorry. It. Damn it. Damn it. No, get me to the airport hospital. I have progeria. <laughs> <laughs> Good pull. Good pull on that name. So oh, that's uh, one of my favorite terrible diseases. 
Charlie. It's the worst. How did you get a job popping out of a balloon in absinthe? Um, I worked hard and was nice to people. There okay. it is, ladies and gentlemen. There's the story. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kids, follow your dreams. Um, <laughs> Don't be a dick. I, yeah. I used to work at a nightclub called The Box okay. in London. Oh, okay. You did, now, was The Box in London before the one in the States? Uh, no, it came about four years after. Okay. Um, it was debaucherous. It still is debaucherous. It's awesome. And while I was there, I worked with a lady called Julie Atlas Muse. Mm-hmm. Who's a fucking legend? Wait a second. So, uh, uh, yeah, let's back up to the you being part of the box in London because that's that's you're a young person, so you must have been very young working at the box in London. I am. Um, she was still covered in placental fluid. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I won't. Yeah. I won't. I won't barge in more than that. But uh, okay. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm. I'm not precious about how old I am. Uh, I was. 23 when I started working for the box. That's a, no, that's what I was talking about. There's no, <laughs> there's no misunderstanding. You being 23, <laughs> you being 23 and working at the box of London. It is quite young. Yeah, yeah. I was old uh, Matt was to at, drink. Matt yeah. was asking if you were 13 working at the box. No. No. Uh, then I'm disinterested. No, so... Uh, uh, next topic. Next, next topic. Um, what were you doing at 13? No, so, so at 23, <laughs> you were working at the box. Uh, did you know it was debaucherous before you started working there? Because the box in New York, I know, was it was shut down for being too filthy. Um, I didn't know what it was. Basically, people started actually fucking on stage, and they shut it down. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't realize what it was basically until opening night. Um, okay. Until opening night. Pretty much. What are they? Were you just on your iPhone or something like? No, did you I, miss rehearsals? I. I didn't realize how big a deal it was until opening oh, okay, night. Okay. Like I'd seen. But you knew how sexually. I knew how sexually charged it was. Like I was, I was getting into the burlesque scene, and pretty much a month after I made that decision, um, I saw an advert in the stage, which is basically our backstage newspaper, saying uh, dancers and cabaret acts wanted for a new late night theater venture in Soho, uh-huh. and I applied and I auditioned and I got it. And um, how young were you into burlesque? Did you know that you were into burlesque? Uh, I kind of decided around that time. Like okay. I, I trained in musical theater and went off and did cruise ships for a while. Um, but I was always kind of cast as the sexy one. And also... Now, was that something from your energy? Or is this something that people just unfairly project on you because you were a cute blonde? Um... A bit of both, I think. Yeah. A bit of both. Uh, the unfair casting that I got when I was at stage school, certainly they wanted me to play ingenue. And one, I'm not a soprano, so I never could have done it. And two, I... Can you give our listeners a second to both Google ingenue and soprano? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Um, yeah, I was always kind of more grumpy okay. than that. Um so it was basically because of your hair. You were, you were cast. Yeah, like I've got I've got blonde hair and big blue eyes. So they were like, "Oh, you should be a princess." And I'm like, "But I don't want to be a princess." Right. right. And you never had that about you. You're always kind of what tomboyish. Yeah. In a nerdy way. Yeah. Okay. Um. Very much wearing dungarees and too much eyeliner when okay. I didn't really know how to apply it. That's sounds like. <laughs> So accidentally too much eyeliner. <laughs> uh, not accidentally. No, I, I troweled it on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
So that's how you were, and then yet you were trying to they were trying to push you towards princess. And so now this opportunity to come over and do something in late night burlesque attracts you to this type of a thing. Why is it? There's was did you want to maybe have ownership over this projection? Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, I was always an exhibitionist anyway. Okay. Um, so a lot of eyeliner, no shirt, and dungarees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I flashed a lot. A I've lot seen that construction video. Um, so yeah, I was always an exhibitionist. Um, I don't take direction very well. Okay. That's why you're sitting in Paul's seat today? Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Paul is I'm just standing in the middle of the room. I'm suddenly confident I was before. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I had a mouth on me when I was at school and things. I had a lot of opinions uh, which weren't necessarily welcome when they're training you to be a robot, which is basically what my... My music, experience music, of musical theater. So, was. musical theater to you is is, is is too robotic. Yes. Yeah. Like I love it as an art form, but I never could have done it. I don't have the discipline. Now, so when you go back to London, are you going to be interested in doing any kind of musical theater, or you're just kind of going to stay in the the performance element? Uh, I'm hoping to do just a mixture of lots of things. Um, I'll be doing burlesque it's it's not a huge scene over there right now and there's not a lot of the stuff that i kind of go in for so i'm hoping to bring a lot of the nerdlesque over the atlantic with me okay i think it's starting to kick off there but it's not so your timing might be perfect i think it might be and i'm hoping to uh lead a wave it's still fairly new here nerdlesque yeah uh which you know uh you and i have had uh it, dealings with on the on the periphery with uh, the possibility of a Star Wars themed burlesque show. Well, we're not supposed to talk about that project, but yes, I do understand what you're saying. Well, ne- what project? It never happened. But but uh, but, but I mean, the, okay. But, but the person who, who who it might happen with listens to this. Show. Okay, good. Well, then let's uh, let's hope it happens. Uh, I hope. It, well, well, I saw I saw a Star Wars burlesque show when I was, I was in there, San Francisco. There are many others out there. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so. Is there a certain nerd vibe that you would bring that you'd want to push through? Well, I mean, we already, yeah, yeah, I know what you would. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I have a Harley Quinn act. Right. Of course. Um, it is based on. Uh, of course. Like, of course who I do. Of course I do. Well, if you see my Instagram, of course I have a fucking mm-hmm. Harley Quinn act. Mm-hmm. Um, it is based on her appearance in the Mad Love comic. So it's the little red negligee with the jester hat and the white face. And I've built myself a huge fan out of um, comically large playing cards. Um, And I have a removable Joker card. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty fucking fun. Um, But also, I... I... And here to perform it right now, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Here it is. For your ears. Works very well on an audio program. (laughs) And now I remove my dress. (laughs) <laughs> just narrate it there you go guys there you go and you now, were waiting and now I wiggle my big card fan now when you <laughs> you go over the box the box <laughs> big card fan um, Charlie is we should point out that Charlie is the newest in our line of very attractive guests that no one can see right yes that's true that's, we, we deliver on that a lot we, we do have, we have very attractive guests on this audio podcast that's true <laughs> oh that's what I was gonna say so in the burlesque scene because you you are you are a little atypical of what people would commonly see in burlesque. Was there resentment within the burlesque community because of people not understanding who you were? Like you said, it's easy to miscast you and put you as a perfect princess. You're a cute little blonde, 
now it's newcomer to burlesque were there other burlesque performers that maybe weren't into you or thought maybe you didn't really do it for the real true spirit of it or something along those lines uh not that i've encountered uh burlesque takes all types okay um and also i i was part of a troupe before i came out to absinthe like i've been incredibly lucky in that i went from working in a troupe as part of the hammerstein beauties at the box which wasn't classic burlesque it's it like the box is its own genre okay but we worked with a lot of the burlesque superstars like julie atlas muse um so i didn't come up through the clubs the same way the rest of the burlesque community did. Ah, uh, okay. So you have an so alternative I, path. Yeah, so I haven't really So you're come about up. to encounter it. I'm about to <laughs> encounter it. I am fucking terrified. I'm shaking in my pasties, which is kind of the point, I guess. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I we now, shall see. There are a lot of great beauties in burlesque, especially in London right now. Um, the trend in london at the moment is very much classic burlesque so there's lots of feathers and crystals and everything's very vintage looking and beautiful okay uh which isn't really my style i have a couple of classic acts which i'm gonna have to hone by the time i get back there if i want to work but um i'm definitely more on the neo side sure uh are these your terms or these are these burlesque terms these are burlesque terms uh neo burlesque uh is it all about neo and the matrix Yeah. Like Neo's yeah. your Jesus. Yeah. Okay. We all dress as white rabbits. <laughs> well, no, but you're, you're not far. I think I think a lot of it did come <laughs> up. A lot of it did come up out of the goth scene, if I'm not mistaken. It, to my way of thinking, yeah. I remember when I was here in Vegas. The few times I would go out to little clubs that were kind of on the edge, mm. it was sort of all couched in this industrial sort of thing. That that neo burlesque was coming out of like you know you'd have skinny puppy on the radio while she's stripping that kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, I I know it it, it kind of None made of it come back as kind of a subversive branch of theater, right? And it was more connected to the sideshow side of things. Yes, like uh, a lot was happening in New York and on Coney Island, that kind of thing. The Jim Rose Circus. That all kind of... I don't know. that up too. I don't know. Okay. Anything that you guys are saying. <laughs> Mr. Lifto and that whole crew. Fifto? Close. I'm in. Sold. Anyway, yeah. But yeah, burlesque for me uh, is a lot more expressive. Like, I, I can say whatever the fuck I want as long as I take my clothes off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I don't mind taking my clothes off. I grew a good body. There you go. Um, so, what about... Where's the line for you... Because I imagine in Vegas, especially, particularly, particularly in the show that you do, Absinthe, mm-hmm. the art and exhibition versus sexuality, where's the line for you there? Because I imagine a lot of people mistreat you or say rude things to you. Uh, I apologized. <laughs> <laughs> like an audio guy who works with you every night. It's all right. I make you pay by high five and you're really hot. That's right. Um, Is that code? Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> in jokes. In jokes that also work really well on audio programs. Um, absinthe is held in high esteem by those who come to see it, and we're also very much separated from our audience. Uh, I don't get heckled. Oh, good. Really? Yeah. I mean, I mean, the act I'm doing. They don't know where you park. They don't know where I park. Um, the yeah. act that you're doing is not yours. It's not mine. It's Julie's. Um, she one Miss Exotic World with it, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically the burlesque Oscars that happen in Las Vegas every year. Okay. And she 
performed the bubble act in absinthe in Australia and New York. Mm -hmm. When it came time to move to Las Vegas, she was doing a movie with Dodie Martini, who's another legend of burlesque. Okay. Another Miss Exotic World winner. And she was going off to France to tour with the movie. So she didn't want to come to Las Vegas. She leased the act to Absinthe. Okay. So she gets a royalty. Now, if you take the act for too many miles, does he have to pay more than the lease agreement? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Thanks for giving me the joke. Uh, I'm going to say yes. Great. Great. Does, does that work, though? I mean, can you do... I'm, I'm guessing the I'm guessing the answer to this is no. But can you do the act in kind of whatever form that you want to do it? So, like, if you wanted to take the the, the act that you do in absinthe and do it in a different show in town, no. you wouldn't be allowed to do that. No. Okay. So, as someone who creates their own stuff, was it difficult to you? And you've been doing this for a while now. Uh, and even the style that you describe is this doesn't necessarily feel like it's in your wheelhouse, like in terms of like artistically. Uh, it is in my wheelhouse artistically because Julie and I created a new bubble act together Okay. to fit my kind of skill. Oh, okay. So the ballet element was brought in with me and for me. Like, oh, okay. Uh, Julie and I spent a week in New York together. So there's an ownership of it that you enjoy? Yeah. Okay, good. Like, I, I am the ballet element in the act and Julie and I choreographed it together. Okay. It's still her act. Right. But I, I, I feel enough of a... They personalize it for you. Yeah. That's cool. Like, I feel enough of an achievement with it. And also the the opportunity to represent her here in Las Vegas is... It's very, very... It's, it makes me very proud. Okay. Yeah. Good. All right, Julie, your act is safe. <laughs> her act is very safe, Except yes. Paul's been rehearsing it behind your back. You don't ah! know. Paul wants to replace you. <laughs> I, I basically am doing my own burlesque every night. It's a different kind of burlesque. That is true. Mm -hmm. Please elaborate. Oh, just... Uh, <laughs> he's, not, he's, he's clearly not in an elaborating mood this morning. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Fifty Shades. Fifty Shades. I just uh, strut my stuff out there. Paul, my, do you uh, do a burlesque act? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> basically. Not really. I mean, it's not... The, the, the tease and the whole thing goes really fast. I just take off one piece and boom, there it is. So. It's the way you take it off, though. It's true. I do take it off pretty revealingly. <laughs> so you will rehearse the bubble act, then? Yes, I will. Great. <laughs> Great. I will do it. Um, all right. I must. Do you want to stick around for some scoop mail? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's get into some scoop mail. Woohoo! Message for you, son. Oh, uh, let's see here. We have one. Oh, from Christine. Uh, we have a recap of a Jock versus Nerd Day from our friend Christine. Oh, yeah. Nice. Hello, gentlemen. In the grand tradition of other Jock versus Nerd Day Patreon supporters that have come before me, I am submitting my Jock versus Nerd Day recap. We were lucky enough to be in Las Vegas Monday through Friday, so we settled on a Tuesday for our Jock versus Nerd Day, which meant that my husband and I could participate in a recording of an episode, which if you listen to that episode, you probably already knew. <laughs> We knew we had arrived at the turn when we spotted Paul's stormtrooper car in the driveway, although my husband was only an occasional listener before that day. It was so awesome to see him fitting in with the show, and it was fun uh, for me to see him back on the mic again after years in radio. Participating with the guys and making an episode was an incredible experience, and I hope my constant giggling in the background wasn't too distracting for any of the scoops listening to the episode. 
After recording, we headed to lunch, which was uh, the real fun begin, and uh, uh, which was where the real fun begin, and what I know all of the scoops really want to hear about. Uh, while on our way to lunch, uh, Matt, my husband, and I drove. Uh, Drove in or dove. I, I can't read today. Oh boy! Uh, All right, and that was the end of the day. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> we dove deep into a conversation about the weather, including yes, it is hot in Vegas. That's right. But you don't have the humidity. That's true. The humidity in Michigan is what really makes the weather hard to handle. <laughs> and if this didn't have us all excited enough. As we pulled into the restaurant I'm for doing lunch. A, I'm doing open mic on humidity Fucking tonight. Fucking weather. <laughs> we struggled to find a parking spot yeah. due to the large size of Matt's rental truck. It's true. Oh, well. At least the parking was free. While at lunch, I was able to share my real reason for purchasing this Jock vs. Nerd Day to convince Paul that Jurassic World is actually one of the best movies ever made. This was a fantastic conversation, and Paul has really come around on this. It's been uh, really fantastic. No. <laughs> no. She really sold him. No. 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 By the way, one of our listeners drives a, a Ford F-150, yeah. and I asked them uh, how they deal with the parking, and they said they just park a mile away. And walk to wherever they're going. From everything, yeah. yeah. And that's about my experience. It works. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when I drove a, a big truck before my before my little sports car, that's what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, although I do not think I got him fully into my camp, I do think we came to a place of mutual understanding. Yeah, I understand it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Worst fucking movie I've seen in decades. That's nah, not true, but it's terrible. Yeah. No, it was awful. I hated every minute of that fucking movie. As you can see, Christine, your argument did not hold up. No, she knows. <laughs> I was polite at dinner, but boy, oh boy. <laughs> you were surprisingly understated at dinner. Well, that's because I should I don't I'm not I'm not one that screams at the table. <laughs> Stands up and Plus screams. I had a mouthful of delicious Miyagi burger. That's mm. right. Thanks to the guys for picking out a great place to eat and for ordering bone marrow for me. I got to cross eating that off my bucket list. Uh, that evening, we headed over to Bally's to see Fifty Shades. We had never seen the movie or read the books, but my husband and I haven't laughed uh, that hard in ages. Truly a wonderful show, and everyone going to Vegas should see it. Paul was outstanding in his role and had the crowd going wild, and Matt managed that stage like nothing I've ever seen before. Afterwards, <laughs> we met uh, Matt, Jacob, and SJ for drinks. Thank you. Finally, some credit for how I managed the stage. <laughs> that stage uh, does not get out of hand at any point. Is well maintained. <laughs> Audience and the actors were safe. <laughs> uh, we met Barely. Uh, Matt, Jacob, Barely. and SJ for drinks, uh, during which I discovered that Jacob knows someone who I went to high school with. Jacob uh, knows just someone that, that Jacob literally knows school. everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Jacob knows everybody. <laughs> uh, the next day, after my husband and I saw Penn and Teller, I scooted over to the Bucket Show to see the guys perform one last time on this trip. Afterwards, we grabbed drinks, and I was able to experience the uh, firsthand the amazing uh, Jock versus Nerd moment that I am not sure the guys even knew was happening. Uh, Matt, another young lady, and I were sharing stories of the various stages of undress we have been in at spas while Paul uh, while Paul chatted with two guys about science fiction books. She's being nice. We were talking about whether or not uh, masseuse has ever tried to finger your butthole. That's what we were talking about. Oh, that hadn't happened to everybody. No, uh, 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 for real. That that uh, basically was. I was fascinated to hear two women talk about. That they both like to go to spas all the time and go to different kinds of spas. Uh -huh. um, they have uh, male attendants, and I know people are always afraid of like pervy male attendants. And then um, one of them did talk about how actually someone was like, Do you, "Is this okay?" and like basically fingered their butthole. Is this okay? Yeah, like is this what you want, kind of thing. Oh, which I guess is like I, I never even thought of the market or the weird part for happy endings for women. 
But there must be women. Is out that there. what it is? A butthole in the a finger in the butthole? That's the only way I come. I don't know if that's how they come. <laughs> they never ask me if it's okay. That's not a happy ending. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a crappy ending. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I'm assuming one led to the other. I guess the guy just whatever if you're face down or face up, it's whatever hole presents itself. <laughs> so a finger in your pee hole is that your happy ending? Matt? There was the thing of like, is this okay? You mind if I put my thumb in your pee hole? <laughs> Matt, is that <laughs> yeah? Thumb, thumb in my pee hole, I'm like oh, <laughs> a lot of tension in here. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of tension. <laughs> a lot of tension in here. You do you do you find you hold a lot of tension in your urethra? Do you, you don't get a lot of fingers in your urethra, do you? <laughs> yeah, stretch this thing out, man. This thing's tiny. You're gonna want to drink a lot of water after we're done with this. Yeah, if, if I can't put a stack of quarters in here, this isn't working right. You understand that? You don't have this thing done right. This should be able to hold. You should you should have. You can't give change like a tie stripper. You should have toll booth. You should have toll booth change always in your cock. Charlie's just writing notes. Yeah. <laughs> For <laughs> oh, this is all going in Vegas. <laughs> all, right. no, all of it. Perfect. <laughs> we'll take it. How do you spell urethra? <laughs> urethra. Urethra Franklin. Uh, <laughs> but that wasn't even the weirdest one. This is thing called Plotsy or something. Plotsa. Okay, so if you go to a Russian spa, this is being described to me. For, there's like a tiny Plotsy. Uh, Plotsa. Plotsy. Do you know this? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So he was one of the characters in Happy Days. <laughs> he just Bro, spoke in the RNC. <laughs> he just spoke yeah, he spoke in the RNC. <laughs> 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 oh. It was surprisingly okay. So Plotz, uh, what do you? Th- <laughs> I think you need to go over to the men's room where the Fonz is hanging out. That's his office. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. <laughs> Bam! Jukebox! What do you think it is? What do you think Plotsy is? Because this is weirder than Plotsy? you think. I bet you can't even guess. It's it's a it's a it's a massage move. It's a, it's a type of massage that you get in a Russian spa. Uh is it um uh, Is it no, where I, they just take like a running jump and just like splash down on you? That's that would feel better than what it actually <laughs> oh is. Oh my god. Is it where they stand on you? No. What's your guess, Charlie? I don't know. Anything, Platzi, go. You take improv classes now. Go. I do take improv classes. All I can think is look at Platzi sleeps with a fish. Ah, do they put good. fishes inside that's of you? That's good. <laughs> look at Platzi sleeps with the fishes. You I like might, it. You might take that over what it actually what is. What is it? Oh, God. <laughs> they take out like a big branch and they <laughs> dip it in olive oil and they beat you with the branch for 10 oh, minutes. It's that thing. <laughs> oh, no, 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 that? I have no. Heard, I've seen I have that. heard about this. Yeah. I work with a bunch of Russians. Um, our our uh, chair climber, Maxim, yeah. Yeah. got in trouble on a plane once because he tried to take a branch on a plane for this very reason. <laughs> <laughs> to be beaten with or to beat? To beat. <laughs> I don't uh, was he going to beat people on the plane? No, once he, once he got to where right. he was going. It was a very specific branch, huh? <laughs> it was a very specific branch. Yeah, I think it's, it is. It's yeah, a specific it's a, branch. A certain tree. Backstage certain tree, is super fun, branch. you guys. I'll bet. <laughs> it, doesn't work, it doesn't work with an oak branch. <laughs> it just, just knocks you right out the fuck out. <laughs> it has to have something that's giving a little give to it. Yeah. I, I, I asked for cedar <laughs> just because of the infection rate. But, uh, <laughs> um, uh, yes, yeah, so you get beaten with a branch and so... <laughs> uh, they, they literally beat you about the neck and shoulders. You know, to be fair, I would rather be beaten with a branch than have a fish put inside me. 
Well, All not right. a, Hold not on. A good. <laughs> Score one for Plotsy. Score one for one Plotsy. Fish invasion zero. <laughs> but. Hey, hey, don't say zero too fast. Twitter poll. Me. Twitter poll, Jacob. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm fish all the way. Fish. This sounds like one of those things where it's like, hey, you got a headache? Let me hit you in the foot with a frying pan. <laughs> yes. It's like, you don't have you don't worry about the headache anymore, are you? You know, like that, that's what it is. Like the branch beating is like, oh, it feels so good not being beaten by a branch. Like that's all it is. Once you're done, Once you're like, you're done, oh, you're this like, is, this is oh I feel so good. I'm not being beaten by a branch. And we're shot. Of course you feel good. You're not being hit with a branch all the time. That's it's, it's not. A, it, there's nothing special about this technique. Yeah, it's, I know. It seems like they're not even nice about it. like. You'd think it's like, oh, you're in luck. Like time for plotsy, you know, whatever. You know, like you'd think there'd be some kind of like reference to it. The basically was like a bunch plotsy. of fucking. So there's like a bunch of tables that are just like you go, you sit down, you lie down. Like they just like get it over with. They just fucking plotsy, 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 plotsy. Just fucking, just fucking, just went around and just beat everybody. In like a, a hectic, a they're hectic Russia, raid. They're Russians. What do you want? This is like, and you paid for this. Yeah, you. No. They're not just doing this for free. And and the, apparently, then the, the, she's describing that your raiding area is like a tiny spa that's co-ed that everyone just shoved themselves into. So I guess at some point you're just so creeped out that you're like, "Fuck it, I'd rather get beaten by a branch <laughs> than stay in here in this spa any longer." Oh, Plotsy. creepy Russians. Plotza? I forget. I don't know, but it's something like that. Anyway, that was our discussion. <laughs> Oh, and I was I was talking about sci-fi books. <laughs> we were we were having a jock versus nerd. I don't know how much of it. I guess you have to be a jock to take plot. That's so more I guess of a cock a, versus nerd. Yeah, that's probably more accurate. Mm-hmm. Post, post bucket show is probably more accurate than it's cock versus nerd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a note to all the scoops out there: these guys are seriously three of the hardest working people I've ever met. Just thinking about their schedules, the, the schedules they maintain makes me tired. If you are currently not a Patreon supporter, I wait. Is she now Paul in this? Look, motherfucker. <laughs> Just because uh, I pick a few days to fucking hibernate. <laughs> oh, she she said these three guys, uh, meaning SJ, Matt, and Jacob. Oh, yeah. Motherfuckers. Uh, if you're not currently a Patreon supporter, I can say now more than ever that these guys deserve to be supported and they take it very seriously and they work hard for your money and you're choosing to give the, if you are choosing to give, the, give them some of it. Uh, even if you are only donating a dollar or two, it could increase uh, your current uh, support level by that amount. It would make a world of difference to these guys who work uh, so hard to take t- and take time away from their families to make us laugh and brighten our days just a little bit. To Matt, Paul, and Jacob, I cannot thank you enough for a very memorable couple of days. I don't think I expressed it clearly enough while I was with you, but the humor you bring me on a weekly basis really means the world to me and uh, helped me get through a pretty shitty last year and a half. Uh, when I was away from my family for days at a time over the holidays due to my retail schedule, mm-hmm. your voices kept me company and made me feel a little less lonely. Well, you're welcome. Brock and I want to thank you so much for everything, and I would sign off fucking you in the face, but I am just not that kind of girl. Oh, Christine. P.S. Jacob, I can't believe I forgot to tell you this when I saw you, but one of my best friends uh, lived next to the guy that did the What What in the Butt song while we were in college, (laughs) and I rode the elevator with him many times. I did what, what oh, in the butt on this show. That's brush, the first time I've done it in a while. Brushes with fame. Brushes <laughs> with fame. That fucking song. If you haven't seen the original, I mean, yeah. the, the, the South Park parody with Butters is amazing. Yes. Yeah. But the original. You've seen that, yeah, Charlie? I have only seen the South Park parody. Anything oh. Butters is just in my periphery all the right. time. He's so, he's so good. Yeah. Professor Chaos. Uh, you got to see the original. Yeah, it's worth okay. looking up the original. Yeah, it is. Okay. It's worth a YouTube search. 
Jacob. To the internet. I'm already on the internet reading Scoop Mail. <laughs> like this one from Scoop Du Jour. Oh. Paul would like to on air watch What Was the Butt with Charlie. I would, instead of- I would like to just uh, have you play it right now. I, w- I would really like it. Yep. I'm I know you would. Paul See, Natalie. you're not going to do it. Right, do it. Do Podcast. It. Do it. No, we do don't want to no. watch it. Why would we want to listen to you watch? Because <laughs> there's, there's a song. No. <laughs> YouTube, What What in the Butt. Okay, I will. Not you. Oh, too late. Well, you could post it on the post it on our page. <laughs> I'm gonna post it on this microphone. Jeez, <laughs> I'm gonna turn your microphone off. <laughs> Scoop du Jour says, "Dear award-winning comedy podcasters, nearly a year ago, my wife was notified by one of uh, her friends across the pond that she would be coming to Las Vegas to celebrate her 25th wedding anniversary and would love it if we could meet her out there because, hey, North Carolina is really close to Las Vegas." My wife knows that it doesn't take much arm twisting to get me to go to Vegas. And before I knew it, our trip was booked. Hooray! Long weekend in Vegas in November. Perfect. As of last week, we had no plans. I assumed we would spend a day visiting the Grand Canyon and spend the rest of the time hanging out with people I don't know, sneaking away to a poker table whenever I could. But lo and behold, the flying spaghetti monster waved his noodly appendage and blessed me with the absolute best timing I could imagine. Scoop Fest. 2016 is scheduled during the exact weekend I'm going to be in town. Perfect. With much excitement, I told my wife that we had the opportunity to hang out with with the guys from the best comedy podcast of 2016, to which she replied, Oh. (laughs) Yeah! So I need your help. That's actually the same. Those are all my reviews on Luber. Say that same thing. Oh. 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 Exactly. No, that's the... Charlie had the right O sound. (laughs) Just different punctuation. Oh, I got Lubered. Oh? Oh. Oh. It's all all one through five stars, but all with oh. It depends on the inflection and the angle of the eyebrows. That's it. You don't rank stars. You just you just make eyebrows. Oh, that's, that's the app. You oh. just make the eyebrows. What eyebrows would you like to rank this ride? Oh. I got. A, I got an, oh, <laughs> Luber brows ratings. Luber, what's your Luber brows? What's your Luber brow rating? All right, we've we've got the we've got the windshield thing now. Instead yeah, yeah, yeah. of a little pink mustache, there's a pair of either yeah, angry brows yeah. or like entranced brows. Uh-huh. You could move the brows on the car. Yeah, depending <laughs> on what your current rating is. Uh-huh. <laughs> it adjusts as you drive. Oh, oh, I don't want to get that Luber. That, well, Luber. Just, that, that one just surprised looking. But then, like, but then like some people are like, I want an angry Luber. <laughs> oh, hate yeah. drive me. Yeah. Hate drive the fuck out of me to the airport. That's exactly what they want. Some people want that shit. <laughs> that is true, actually. Characters are like, fuck yeah, that's what's oh, happening. It's happening. As yeah. long as it's safe, sane, and consensual, you guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wonder if we're losing or gaining cab drivers with our bit right now. Uh, <laughs> losing. They hate everything. <laughs> so I need your help. What is the best way to convince my wife either to join me for some of the Scoop Fest festivities or... At least be cool with me attending some on my own. Luber. Fast is pants optional. Take a Luber. <laughs> I showed her a picture of Paul and told her that she could see this guy in a singlet, but that did not seal the deal. What? what then do you your know? wife has, is blind or has no eyes? She's, uh, yeah. Well, she doesn't get Lubered then. Too yeah. bad. Any other suggestions? Fucking you in the face like the Trump Pence logo, Scoop Du Jour. A uh, pen will be there. <laughs> there is that. Right. <laughs> um,. 
I, uh, let's see. So it's hard because uh, I guess we are people's nerd verse. Just go by yourself. Have fun. Yeah, I, <laughs> let your wife do whatever she fucking wants. Let her if go you bring shopping your, and shit. If you bring your wife, she's only going to lose respect yeah, for you. Let her do whatever she wants. <laughs> go have fun. Spoken by two guys whose wives do not listen to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> My wife actually listens to this podcast. Yeah. But yeah. But this one. This one. Just No, yeah. she listens to a couple. She does. Yeah, a few. Okay. Yeah. She loves that. Uh, what's that one um, with. Um, don't uh, know. No, cereal. <laughs> she listened the fuck out of cereal. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. she still sticks with that. You know, uh, I'm not going to do trial. Yeah. It's getting crazy. It is crazy. It's getting crazy. Uh, apparently, the I, don't, I haven't listened to it, but apparently something happens in a Best Buy parking lot. And apparently... Oh, that, you've never listened to the thing? No, no. What, what, I haven't what, either. It's great. I have heard... I, I didn't... Because uh, it wasn't over. I didn't want to listen to it until uh, I knew there was well, an ending. It's, now it's still not. Yeah. In a way. And then I knew too many details about it. Sure. That I didn't want to like, start. Oh, this is all spoiling. But it's yeah. good. Right. It's worth a listen. I will. I'll listen to it. It's good. I should because, holy fuck, I was going to get into this next episode, but I can get into it right now. What? So I'm listening to to uh, Love and Radio. Uh, episode pops up now. They said they weren't going to be back until autumn. That's how fucking fruity and professional they are. They didn't even say fall. It's said autumn. <laughs> autumn. Autumn is when they're going to come back. What's wrong with autumn? Uh, uh, it's a fruitier name for fall. I'm getting. This is it. I'm of all the things I've said, right the, <laughs> I'm gonna dirty look of all the things I'm gonna dirty look at my stance on fall versus autumn. Uh, you so, son of a bitch. You know I love love and radio because they, they just. <laughs> and what I love about them is that they they just present uh, uh, stories and then let the storyteller tell the stories and they just kind of let you do it. So whether it's a, like a, a military general or a fucking uh, registered sex offender or you know a guy who went to prison for killing or someone. Both. Or, or all three. Or all of them, which is that episode is crazy. Uh, I'm a military registered sex offender. No, and it started with me watching. A, it was a neighbor talking about watching watching some, watching a couple through the window. And all of a sudden, she ends up watching like a, a whole crazy life turn happen like just through her window. Oh. Uh, it's a great, great story. But uh, so I won't even do more than that. But it was unbelievable. This one that got me hooked. It was like an unbelievably told story about someone who watched a couple through a window. Okay. So they just do it. They just you just a new episode pops up. You just press play into some fucking story. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's really incredible. They're you know I gave them money, and so but they were like, they're not going to be back until the series comes out in the fall. The but, autumn, autumn. Said. Sorry, yeah. in autumn, autumn. A fantastic season. Have I talked about autumn being an amazing season? <laughs> I've, actually camp- season. <laughs> I've actually campaigned Jersey Boys to change the title card from fall to autumn for the, the final uh, run. The uh, the autumn bottom. That's what you really wanted, the masseuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, um, <laughs> Is this okay? Do you mind if this leaf goes in here? When, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a tree branch with different colored leaves just shoved up your ass. <laughs> it's the autumn bottom. It's, it's, a, autumn bottom. it's a it's a Ukrainian massage. <laughs> right, hang on the spot till we're ready for the autumn bottom. Now you are plant holder. <laughs> relax, relax, relax more. Let more of plant there in we, your butt. Timber. There we go. There, it is. there we go. Now it's working. Very good. Now I'm going to beat you with stick. Hold the plant. Hold the plant. Hold the plant. Bang, 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 Don't bang, let bang. plant fall. There. I mean autumn. Look, I mean what? No more tension in your neck. <laughs> Do you feel better? You're not getting hit by stick now. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Thank you. Right? Feels better now, huh? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> pay. Pay. Pay at front. And keep sticking ass for five hours. <laughs> Do we wear pants low like gangster man. <laughs> Uh, Peter, you went out for lunch. <laughs> now you're back. You're crying. You look like a rooster. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got the uh, I got the Ukrainian autumn oh, bottom. No. I got the Ukrainian autumn bottom special. <laughs> it was only three bucks. <laughs> well, go go hang on. 
<laughs> Go, going on the coffee room with Teddy just got a plaza. <laughs> plaza. Oh, so uh, autumn reminds me of uh, the most awkward conversation I've ever had in my life, which was when I called the UCB theater director in New York to tell him that we wanted to take a break from doing the Trina video projects. And before I get out the words of the show that we want to do as a live improv show, instead, he told us that uh, we're basically getting kicked out of the theater. Oh, nice. <laughs> and so uh, he was like, but, you know, uh, I, he basically was like, but I, uh, after a lot of awkwardness, he's like, but wait, what was the show you want to talk about? And I was like, Autumn at the Chuckle Shack <laughs> was the name of the show we wanted to do for a month while we just <laughs> couldn't recharge our batteries. The show we wanted to do for Neutrino was Autumn at the Chuckle Shack, which we never got to do. <laughs> So we, I basically went from like, hey, we should do this other show instead. I think you're going to laugh at the title to, oh, we're going to get to the theater. Now I have to hang up the phone with you and tell eight of my friends that we no longer can perform at the theater we're supposed to perform at. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Autumn has that special scar. So I apologize for any Autumn fans out there. Anyhow, so Love and Radio decides to put on an episode of another podcast, uh, like Friends of Theirs, right? And that's exactly how I got turned on to Love and Radio. Radio Lab did the same thing to them. Now, last oh, yeah. week you heard me complain about Radio Lab putting on that piece of shit episode that they did about a guy who like, I record things. Oh, my friend died. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Uh, I was like, I'd like to share something about human experience. Fuck me. <laughs> There's wanna, a branch in my ass. If you want to do that, you do that twice a week. You don't wait me. You don't make me wait for a month to hear about That's you. Right. Your bullshit. Twice, sometimes three times a week. Put your fucking bullshit on all the time because that's what it's worth. It's not worth saving up for. Waiting a month for hearing about this. So. So I turn on this and it is, it's no joke, I think it was an Australian podcast, <laughs> fucking a Gregorian chant reading of American torture of people overseas. <gasps> Whoa! A Gregorian chant reading? Literally. They're like, they're like, they're like, when did you begin to commence with anal feeding and do you consider it torture? Full stop. Uh, Agent Dick. I don't consider that to be torture. Perhaps it was done for nutritional reasons. It doesn't fit into our definition of torture. Full stop. That was the whole fucking episode. Whoa. Like, like, was it more? Was it? More, I'm not exaggerating. Was it, was it more musical? No. It was chanting. Chanting. Chant. chanting. Was it like? And when did you begin yes. the feeding of yeah, the butthole? Yes. Yes. And for how long did you keep them suspended underwater? Wait. I mean, so your question just has to do with Matt's tonality in his in his <laughs> yeah. Uh, when he said Gregorian chant, he goes, "And how did you know it?" <laughs> like, let's forget the like content for a second. Chant. I want to say that your takeaway. Your how, right, how, did you, how much did you feed him in the butthole? And I'm Gregorian chanting you. So, so with this new information, now that you've exposed my huge mistake, you're cool with this? I think it's very artful. It sounds really... Ah! No, no, no. It sounds really cool. Good. Download it, please. I want to know your experience in the car. For the guy who shouts at NPR, I want you to listen to a fucking hour of Gregorian chant torture. Go. No. You don't I... have to listen to the whole thing, Paul. Here's the thing. I think it's important because it's one of those things... It's thing... important. Go ahead. <laughs> It's one of those things that doesn't get disseminated. And this is a different, weird way of putting a light on it. I half agree with you. Okay. I do it's into probably not radio. the most effective way. <laughs> Thank you. However, however, it it shines a very specific, unique light on it. And here we are talking about this thing again that hasn't been in the news for 
eight years. Sure. And and here it is again, fresh with a new voice because they decided they made to put, me angry. Well, they put a re- well, could, could that light that, not? No, the reason why we're talking about is because it made me angry. It made you angry because you were like, oh boy, my government really got away with some shit. No, no, no of course it made you angry because you're like, oh, I can't believe they're using Gregorian chant to talk about ass feeding. Correct. Well. You, that's your thing. <laughs> oh, no. What, yeah, what everyone else's thing is on your side on no, this. No, that's Everyone can't wait to get the fucking Gregorian chant torture song I'm on. I'm not saying it's going to be Everyone just one pause this podcast. We're talking to nobody right now, people. I'm a subscriber. It's to just a, a different podcast. version of what, what, in the butt. I know I was going to say I'm waiting for this mashup. It's got to happen. <laughs> that's all it is. And how much food did you put in her ass? What, what, in, in the, the butt. butt. I would rather listen to that. Well, that's Put some drum and bass in it. I'm an, a fucking American. Dude, but this is the thing. You're talking about it. It's growing. It's becoming a thing. It's got to start somewhere. Could I... not the same goal have been reached just by having somebody else talk no. about it? Yes. No. <laughs> yes. How many episodes of Love and Radio have I talked about on this episode on this podcast? A lot, but this one really got you cooking. Because <laughs> he hates the form. But that's the point. The, the very nature of the way they're disseminating the information is torturous, which is in and of itself <laughs> metaphorically amazing. Honestly, honestly, you just won the argument. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You honestly just won the That argument. is the best argument I have ever heard in I, my life for anything. I, whether that is or isn't their intention, I don't think it is. Who fucking cares? <laughs> but it kind of works. That's, but that's how art works, man. That's how art fucking works. Metaphorically, they're tortured. They can, tortured you. I they cannot put you believe this. Fucking but bullshit. you're totally right. Because here's how they tortured me, right? <laughs> I, I tried to, because I was like, no, I, it's not all of Paul's thoughts, right? I wasn't like, what the fuck, right away. I was like, oh, this is artsy. Right. Our and little, little bre- bleeding art like, liberal selves go, oh. I, think, I hope they're not going to narrate the punctuation the whole time. They do. They <laughs> do. <laughs> and then I was like, that was my first pet peeve. I was like, don't narrate the fucking punctuation. Just tell me. And then I was like, and then I started thinking, like, this is bothering me, but I should listen because this is important. And then I was like, but this is really bothering me. And then I was like, why do I love love and radio? Because they just present storytellers with no production at all. They're like anti-radio lab. There's no fucking weird sound effects. There's no constant cutting. It just tells this fucking story. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, okay, this is not this is off brand for what I subscribe and pay you for. <laughs> <laughs> which is now giving me permission to at least turn it off okay okay yeah and then what happened was i kept burning through the rest of my podcast of my podcast oh, yeah. feed, and so even though i deleted it the Came feed back. still exists uh-huh. so i delete the i delete the queue i delete it from the queue yeah. but the feed is still on because i'm still a subscriber so every time i finished a podcast gregorian <laughs> chant of torture came on and then it would surprise me like i'd finish a podcast but then like be getting gas then i'd like, get back in my car and it's also like Anal feeding began at 10 p.m. Full stop. And I was like, fuck you. I can't escape this. And I was like, unsubscribe. I can't get this off you know, my You know you podcast. can press a little button that says Mark has played, right? I deleted it off of my queue. So new episodes I deleted. The podcast app on Apple is what I use. It right. just popped back up. Yeah. But the feeds of all of my podcasts still exist. So unless I unsubscribe, the, the, yeah, yeah. I can't delete the feed. Yeah. But if you mark the podcast as played, it takes it out of your playlist. Okay. All right. I'm fine. Well, I mean, I'm. It accomplished exactly what it needed to do. <laughs> it, it showed Matt what those time. people went through. Well, <laughs> a little taste. I mean, uh. you, you're right. You've won me over. <laughs> this is the first time Paul has just completely won Matt over on an argument. <laughs> on art, though, it was right. He was right that, that I found the presentation of it as, tor- as torturous and whereas normally I would listen to it in my liberal, I'm not with that 
I'm not with this, so I can listen to this. I can right. I can listen with proper distance and shame on my own country about mm-hmm. torture. Instead, I was tortured by the story. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm into that artistically. I get mm-hmm. that. Now, if you want a podcast that you will not run out of, yeah. Paul mentioned last week hardcore history. Yeah. So I, I pulled that up. Yeah. Because uh, I'm I'm a big history fan. I forgot to subscribe to that. Uh, the episode I listened to on that one, which I really enjoyed, by the way, you ought to was helicopters. Where no. did they come from? Where all these different helicopters. I mentioned what you're listening to on it. Uh, I I just finished uh, yesterday because it took me all week to listen to it. <laughs> uh, the one it's called Prophets of Doom. Oh. It's all about an offshoot of uh, Martin Luther, like a, a you know during the Protestant Reformation, uh, an offshoot of uh, of Christianity that happened there, and uh, the episode was four hours long. Yep. Jesus. Yeah, no he, exaggeration. He some four meat, hours long. You got some fucking meat and potatoes on there. It was yeah. great. And I, I would listen to a different podcast and then go back and listen to some more of it and everything. And it was really nice. And it, it kind of it kept me engaged. Nice. But it was a lot of podcasts to yeah. listen to. I'm in part three of, uh, what is it, it called? Recipe for Armageddon or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I haven't started that one yet. Uh, yeah, it's it's all about little beginnings. And, a lot of Gregorian chant in it for No, it's just, it's, just, chant. it's just World War One reencapsulation of World War One. It's it's mm-hmm. fascinating. But yeah, it's a good... Uh, I've listened to... Uh, by the way, now that Paul's won me over, I want to apologize to our Gregorian chanters in the audience who <laughs> Paul more accurately represented what it sounded like. My anger was taking over my imitation, and I apologize. Sa de moi. Comma. Boop, 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 boop. To our Gregorian chant listeners, Common was tough. I, and then I've been one over. Colon was tough because he didn't know whether that was punctuation <laughs> <laughs> or where the food was going. <laughs> Torture. <laughs> Tree colon branch colon. Um, Ukraine, <laughs> Ukraine colon. But you're talking to a guy who also just listens to crazy shit all the time. So I have a higher threshold. Well, the thing is that I was fascinated. I really wish I just they just read the trans. I wish someone just was telling me the, the transcript of it or whatever. You but know, would it, but would it have stuck in your head like this? Oh, please, come on! All I do is talk about everything I learned on these episodes for weeks at a time. But I mean, would it have stuck in your head like this? I mean, that's the point. I, I guess not. Right. I guess I wouldn't have thought only only because of you. Every Am time you hear different? someone do Gregorian chant, will you not think of someone getting anally fed? <laughs> they cornered the market on my brain with Gregorian chant. Right? It's true. Next time you hear Sadness Part 1, you're going to be like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, st- I still can't get through it. Even, even after this conversation, I won't go back well, to, the- it and to it. <laughs> then, then, then they won. I guess. No, Mission I don't think they won. No, no, no. Artistically mission accomplished. That's informationally. What, what, dude, how often do you get artistically mission accomplished? <laughs> I Last time don't. I got plots that I got was artistically <laughs> mission accomplished. But it's only because I also he put a tree branch in my urethra where all my attention was. <laughs> Carry a lot of attention to this urethra. We're gonna need a willow branch for this. Oh, you're gonna be the one weeping. <laughs> so Charlie, you're British. Do you smoke? I do not smoke. Oh good. Good, good, good. Seems like British people are always too cool with smoking. I, I smoked for a long time. I quit. <laughs> Two years ago. Oh, God. It's not just a question mark. I quit? I quit. I quit? <laughs> I quit? No, I quit two years ago. I am more proud of that than most things I've done in my life. Mm. All right. Well, that's yeah. good. Good. Yeah. Be proud of it. And now, it wasn't hard, anyone who was trying to quit smoking. It Jesus. really wasn't hard. I just Jesus. made the decision. Lording over everybody. Look at that. Not lording, just... Encouraging. There it is. She's Britishing over everyone. Britishing over everybody. Yeah, I can't. I can't help it. All right, just quit. <laughs> just there quit. You go. Just quit. Just fucking quit. All right. Just uh, do it. Speaking of a uh, Jack versus Nerd, you might want to quit now. It's Jack versus Nerd time. Oh.
Ladies and gentlemen. What was that, Jacob? I was owing it. Matt's transition. <laughs> you know how bad it was? And how now it's time it for Jock versus Nerd! Exclamation point. Suddenly we decided to have a Jock versus Nerd explosion. explosion. Point. Explosion point. Explosion colon. Explosion His colon exploded. <laughs> His butt was overfed. We could not control the flow of porridge into his butt. And so his butt exploded with porridge from the colon. This is better than what I was listening to. <laughs> and then we got a bowl and caught what was coming out of his exploded butt. And fed it to him. Look, just because I'm cool with the art doesn't mean I want to hear it again. <laughs> All right, and you're artistic. As we I can't did fall. that. We're like, hey, you're, more you're <laughs> eating the exploded butt porridge you just pooped. Oh, stop! And you're going to have to poop it again through your exploded all right, butt hole. I'll vote for Bernie Sanders. All right. <laughs> you thought this Jacob, hurt please this talk. Please talk. Jacob, please. It's going to I've shut him up three times, and I need you. I need time. you to go. <laughs> Croak the DJ, sit as a Jock versus Nerd this week. Jesus, thank you. you. Might as well I will make this glass. easy. There are ten questions that range from sports to movies to nerd stuff to that little small other podcast that each of you do, whatever. There is a tiebreaker question just in case. Oh, flip hilarious. to see who goes first. No, I mean one of you do a flip. Fine. Heads or tails or rock, paper, scissors. Just have Jacob pick a number. I don't care. I like this. Just I'll make start. This, I'll make this easy on myself and just write a bunch of questions I know. Yeah. Uh, uh, Matt, call it in the air. Uh, heads. Heads it is. Matt uh, goes first. All right. <clears throat> Charlie has to answer all of them as well. Good. Okay. Uh, let's see. Ready? Fight. What year did the game Doom come out? Charlie. I don't know. You have to guess. Oh, uh, 1765. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess 1992. Uh, Paul, do you have a guess? 91. Uh, Matt, closest, it came out in 93. Matt oh. gets the point yes. on that one. It was really 93. It was. I thought it was wow. a setup for Paul because I thought it, it was going to come it, out in 92. It is close to my favorite year, year yeah. yeah. I'm going to be super honest and say I saw that answer over Jacob's shoulder. <gasps> oh. oh! Which is why I threw it. Okay. Good. Nicely good, done. Good. All right. Get don't look at Jacob. In fact, just general life advice. Don't look at yeah. Jacob. <laughs> Do not Bad idea. look at Jacob in the eye. <laughs> it's like Medusa, but only for your crotch. <laughs> Turns your crotch to stone. Turns Why is there a branch out of it? Uh, tension. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Paul, Ricky Henderson was a thief. What did he steal? <laughs> Bases. Bases is correct. Uh, what is the capital of Nevada? Matt. <laughs> Carson City. <laughs> Paul, what year was the Air Jordan 1 Notorious released? Ooh, 92. I'm going to guess uh, 89. Charlie? I'm going to go 87. 84 is correct. Ah, damn. I do not associate Jordans with Bruce Springsteen's finest uh, Born in the USA album. Notorious. I was going to say finest album. It's not. It's his finest Born in the USA album. That's true. It's his finest album cover. It is his finest album cover. That's a good butt. Yeah. Let's see. That was a good butt. That was Paul. 
So uh, oh, this this works out well. Matt, Charlie just went up a thousand points in my book. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She has good taste in Springsteen, but mm-hmm. Matt, how many faces did Man E faces have? Oh, ah, uh, ninety-two. <laughs> Paul, three. Charlie, four. Three is it? <laughs> did you know it? Okay. Uh, Paul, what is Pee Wee's Playhouse Jambi? Uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse Jambi's chant. Jambi's chant. Make a like a high, make a hiney ho. Make a like a high, make a chiny ho. Yeah. That that is more information that was needed, but uh, but that's that's good. Well, okay. Paul, and then it uh, says the wish is granted. Long live Jambi, and then he disappears. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going to be good. I didn't think you would well, know that. Also I thought Matt would be able to get it. Mola Mola High. He says that sometimes, too. Yeah. He says all kind of shit. All right. You got to get real specific with the zombie chant. <laughs> uh, Matt, what do you taste when you eat Wait, Skittles? you don't have to be specific when the you do a Gregorian chant. The wish long live zombie. <laughs> you can tell me whatever the fuck you want in Gregorian chant. I'm only a floating head. You cannot anally feed me. Pee-wee puts the pancakes in his butthole. <laughs> <laughs> What's the question for me? Uh, he might. What do you taste? <laughs> <laughs> what do you taste when you eat Skittles? Uh, the rainbow. That's it. Uh, Paul. Yeah. The truth is, really sugary, syrupy garbage. <laughs> also, would have accepted that answer. Mm. One of the one of the few one of the few candies that don't doesn't increase the experience by shoving a handful in your mouth. I don't like Skittles <laughs> at all. No. I mean, the thing's like... Well, I, like a, I, you, I take you it have, back. I you, like red Skittles, yeah. but all the... Yeah, the mass of them, it's like, ugh, this tastes like all the bad flavors. Even Tic Tacs. I like shoving a... If you do... Oh, I'll, yeah. eat, I'll eat a bunch of Tic Tacs at the same time, mm, especially yeah. the orange kind. Um, orange Tic Tacs are the best. Thank you. I'm going to get on my high horse for a second and say Skittles are better in England. Why, why, for why? Get off that horse. No, 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 no. Lots of candy is better than English. Where did you get that horse from? I love uh, British. It's, <laughs> it's different kinds of sugar. And the sour Skittles over there yeah. are actually like like the shell is sour. They don't cover them in that weird oh. sugary oh, stuff. Oh, nice. Okay. They're super delicious. I bet that is pretty tasty. It oh, okay. is super tasty. The green ones and the pink ones are special. I do mm. love all the Cadbury stuff over there. In, in, oh, yeah. Uh, in, they know how to make chocolate over there, man. We don't do. make chocolate. We make wax. We do. Mm-hmm. The substitutes is chocolate. No, we we have to get fancy. If we like if we want it here and we want it good, we have to get fancy versions. We don't have like store bought good chocolate. You have to go hunting for the real good shit. You gotta go cho- getting chocolate. I'm going hunting for chocolate. <laughs> oh man, well, let's take a louver. Let's go hunting for chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, those fucking uh, those fucking those eyebrows uh, are wide open. Those fucking uh, chocolate oranges. Yeah. Around Christmas time. Oh, yeah, those oh. Are good. yeah. Oh, they they do mini ones now called Sexations, what? and they're all different kinds. And there's one with popping candy in it. Oh, oh it's good. Like Pop Rocks in a chocolate? Yeah. Holy smokes. In a little segment of chocolate orange. Oh, it's amazing. Oh. It's amazing. Oh. Guys, Mm-mm. Jacob, let's leave the room. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's just let just Paul some, and Charlie keep describing let's just have some chocolate. Let's just, food. Our ladies, mm, we'll chant about it later. <laughs> <laughs> then I peel the chocolate orange up. <laughs> it comes in many slices. <laughs> the popping candy in my butthole. All right, so uh, a lot of butt stuff today. That's right. <laughs> As usual. It's on you. <laughs> Paul, finish this lyric. Yeah. <laughs> Bitches love me because they know what? Because they know that I can fuck. Bitches love me because they know that I can rhyme. Bitches love me because they know that, uh, that, uh, wait, hold on. Bitches love me because they know that, uh, come on, you're almost there. Uh, Anytime. Answer is hand. They know that I'm on time. 
Bitches love me because they know that I'm on time. Bitches love me because they know that I can fuck. Bitches love me because they know that uh, I can rhyme. Bitches love me because they know that. Uh, One more. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of it. Uh, Hand glide. That's it. Final answer. Bitches love me because they know that I can take the prisoner to the bathroom at 10 p.m. Full stop. <laughs> oh, bitches love me because they know that I can rock. That's there it. it is. Bitches love me because they know that I can rock. Bitches love me because they know that I'm on time. Bitches love me because they know that I can. Fuck. You already bitches got it. Know that I can rock. Uh, you didn't get. You never did get the order right. But yeah, I'm, I got, I'm giving I got it you right credit. The last time. No, you finally. didn't. Finally, I did. <laughs> rock rhyme fuck on time. Yeah, I got. It, I got it right. Finally. <laughs> nope, you didn't. No, you I didn't. didn't. I didn't get it. You right. didn't. <laughs> I got. I got. I got to be having the, pl- the song playing. To really, yeah. So, I, I have to be listening to the song to know how the song goes. There's uh There's another good, uh, really fun uh, Pokemon mashup of that song. Good, right. Matt. In a, a 1986 <laughs> movie, Rad. What was the sport that they, uh, that they were racing in? Uh, uh, pissing contest. No, it's a sport. <laughs> that and I'm uh, bi- biking. Yes, BMX. You BMX it. biking. You knew it. I knew it. Paul, true or false? New Jersey has more racehorses than Kentucky. True. That is true. Yes, because they're all degenerate gamblers. And by racehorse, I mean any any horse you stick in a race technically is a racehorse. <laughs> Kentucky has fucking thoroughbreds. So uh, boom, that puts Paul at <laughs> stay five. Down, Jersey. Stay down, Jersey. Stay down, Jersey. Keep, <laughs> keep your fucking uh, branch ahead. whipped horses. Go faster! Quack quack quack. Hit it with a tree! Quack quack quack. quack Russian quack. horse show up slick with oil. And the horse was beaten roundly about the face. Full stop. Because it did not win. It was threatened with a bottle of glue. <laughs> so that answer puts Paul at five correct answers and Matt at four correct answers. Do you see and Charlie at one correct glue? answer. Is that true? Paul's got more right than me? Paul has more right than you, but there is a bonus question. There's a tiebreaker question, and since Paul did not actually get the order of all the lyrics correct, I'm going to say that the tiebreaker question, if Matt gets this, then Matt wins. Oh, man. Tiebreaker question, Matt, how do raisins hear? Through a grapevine? Through the grapevine yeah. is correct. And there are prizes that Croak, that Croak the DJ sent in. Oh, great. They I, knew, I knew how uh, Raisin's here. Good. Some of yours, question too. Didn't go to you. Turd. Uh, so, Paul. Is there a chocolate uh, orange in there? <laughs> no, Paul, you, since you are. No, you half-heart perv. Since you did so well, Paul, and you tried so hard, <laughs> you get this trophy. All right. Way to go. You participated. You Everyone get a gets a trophy. And Matt. Yeah. Since you won, yeah. you get this trophy. <laughs> oh, I get a participation trophy as well. You also get a participation trophy. Okay. I get a trophy for um, not killing Johnny Australia. <laughs> Great job. And then uh, he also sent us a little a little uh, knickknack here. Why are you spending has, money on this stuff? It has nothing to do. <laughs> it's, no, you're going to like this it's one. It's adorable, though. It's so cute. We have golden microphones on little trophies. It's very cute. But then there's this one. It's fucking fancy. Best comedy podcast 2016. What? Matt Mattingly's Ice Cream Social. <gasps> Holy With shit! A Pegasus. That's really nice. That's it is good. a Pegasus trophy. Just to let Ryan Appledore know how far behind he is. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we had someone else send in a trophy. Ryan is yet to even send in. Ryan is yet to even send in a schematic or anything. <laughs> this thing is amazing, Croak. Good job. Yeah, this is what we get for offering to pay people things. <laughs> we get <laughs> we, we get, get them from someone else for free. Right. All right. So thank you, Croak. Nice job. And the Pegasus Trophy does truly look amazing. Yeah. That is beautiful. Yeah. I know he was concerned about how, how good it was going to turn out and, and uh, whether or not it would break on its way here. Well. It uh, it turned out wonderfully, and it did not break. It's a miracle. Great. Yep. A pig miracle. 
So there we go. Thank you, Pegasus. And thank you for my great job trophy for uh, not killing Johnny Australia. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Croak. Yeah. Um, so, Charlie, you're, you're, you're actually going to interview us, right, for a magazine thing? No? Yes. <laughs> Are you, did you lie to us? Uh, I, think she's, I think she's rethinking it. Oh, should you no, not do I it? Did, I did not lie to you. That's fine. You don't have to. I, uh... I mean, none of this can go in a magazine. <laughs> no, no, no. She's going to interview us after. <laughs> All right. I'm sure that'll get better. <laughs> Yeah, I am. Um, I kind of go in for the gonzo kind of stuff. So if we all eat a bunch of acid right now, all right, okay, sure, awesome. Paul's in. I'm. That'd be something to do. I haven't done a show on acid. <laughs> do the show tonight. Be all. Oh, and then I'm that's what I did. So I, I, I would just come out and be like, Matt, Paul's out of his mind. Can you go for him? Yes. I'd like you all to get a branch. <laughs> And beat yourself around the head. I'm Christian Gray. Sit. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> Poop. <laughs> Poop from a branch. <laughs> My urethra has been stretched with this tree part. <laughs> That's right. what happened. I want to thank Pendulette. Uh, <laughs> For massaging my urethra, <laughs> you do carry a lot of attention there. He's <laughs> the first to identify it. Uh, we have people to thank Paul. <laughs> these are special. These are special sc- massage techniques. Uh, massage techniques. Okay, <laughs> cool. Uh, all right. I want to thank Mark. Uh, Mark's butthole trembles. Uh, I'd like to thank Jack. White stuff all over your back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Brian Valdivisier, oh my. Mm, I'd like to thank grams of salt, sea salt rubbed into your skin, Whitaker. <laughs> I want to thank uh, uh, Wally Walters vaulting hot clay balls onto your back. <laughs> I'd like to thank Sea Wick lit in your butthole. <laughs> I want to thank Marco V. Shoulder massage. I'd like to thank Mark Ween's veins. Weenser. Thank weens your veins. I want to thank uh, Fiona Vince sent you some lube in the mail. Rub it on. You'll feel less tension. I'd like to thank Steve. <laughs> I want to thank Trust me, if you get the Steve, you know. <laughs> I want to thank uh, David Walker all over your feet. Thank you, Croak the DJ uh headphone treatment <laughs> i want to thank tim uh warnicky you have a warnicky i'll massage it for you i'd like to thank aaron on the side of jacking you off <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank patrick's web toad massage i'd like to thank billy bob leaves a blob i want to thank oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> i want to thank <laughs> Mike, when's the last time you've been in like I can massage your butthole? I'd like to thank Wendy Payne becomes too intense. Tell me to stop and I'll keep going. I want to thank Brian uh, Brian, uh, Brian, the only white guy in an Asian massage parlor. <laughs> He's working there. He's worked there, yeah. He wears a geisha robe. Have you ever walked into like a foot massage place? There's a white guy at the front desk. It's very jarring. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Are you here for a foot massage? You're like, yeah. <laughs> uh, sir, cop, are you a cop? I thought this place was legit. Foot long <laughs> massage. 
I'd like to thank Turn the Page, Kyle Thomas, uh, Cohen Van Beek, Jane Van Zant, David Villian, uh, let's see here, Dwayne Webb, Bruce Willem, uh, Williams, Mijo Wilson, and uh, yeah, thank you guys. All right, if you want to be thanked on this podcast or uh, get access to some of the other rewards that we offer, check out our Patreon page, patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Hayscoops, and you can uh, support us there. We are a fan-backed podcast. Thus far, it does not take uh, any kind of advertising, so uh, we rely on you guys to keep the show going and paying all of our little bills. Uh, and if we break $4,444, we give you two extra episodes uh, in that month, which we've done three times but only done it when we've had a jock versus nerd day. We That's get... what puts us over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm saying we have, we have a lot of new listeners. And, right. we like, and I missed it. Did you miss it? I missed doing more podcasts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, missed doing, I missed doing them late at night. I missed doing podcasts late at night. I yeah, don't. We do, the, uh, we do the bonus episodes so there late night. I'm tired of daytime. <laughs> Just daytime. Yeah. If the sun's out, no fun's out. You are a twenty-year-old stoner. I don't care <laughs> how I live. I I just I like the late night. No, you've conditioned yourself to like the late night. No, you, you could yes. grow up. You could. No. no, 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 no. There, there are scientific studies now. There are different. Types You're not helping. I, no, she I, is always helping. No, no, no. Paul Manningly is not happy the way he is. No. What are you talking about? You're a grump. <laughs> I'm always a grump. I bet if you change your sleeping schedule, the meaning things- what? I mean, this is the thing. I get done. I'm not even off the stage till 11 p.m. Right. How am I supposed to bring that down in any amount of reasonable time to sleep? Yeah, because you're high as a kite after every show. I get, I get pretty wired. <laughs> yeah, I get pretty wired. All right. I mean, I'm I, my brain's buzzing. Yeah. That's when I'm thinking. And- Here's the thing. Jacob lives the same exact lifestyle as you. Only later. Yeah. He does not. He does not hate life and bitch about being up at eleven a.m. Yeah. Well, that's him. Okay. <laughs> Fuck you all. <laughs> Fuck you all in the face and mouth forever. There you go. It is your general disposition that makes me think you need a lifestyle change, not the hours you keep. Oh, okay. If you probably so. If you were a happy-go-lucky fella like Jacob, I'd say yes. You're supposed <laughs> to stay up to the time you stay up. <laughs> I believe that's the first time I've ever been described as happy or go lucky. <laughs> yeah, I'm a grump. But I don't think you would be if you changed your lifestyle at all in Maybe. some capacity, in some healthy capacity. It's pro. I mean, a big. Would you describe your health, your lifestyle as healthy? Oh no, a big part of it is the diet. That's the thing. Yeah, but you yeah. also t- you drink a ton of caffeine and Red Bull to fuel your stuff. I don't drink as much Red Bull as I used to. Okay. I like once a month I'll have one. Okay. If that. But but yeah, I do have a, a decent amount of caffeine. Okay. But I don't necessarily drink caffeine to stay up late. I know. <clears throat> you say caffeine doesn't have an effect on you, yet you ingest it all the time and stay up till three AM. Yeah. Well I don't yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, guys. This is a big episode. I, Paul wanted me on an art argument, and I might have gotten him to understand his, his you might, effect you his might have diet on his through. lifestyle. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I can see it. But I hate. I get home. I don't energy want, is a I don't choice. Want to go to bed. Energy is a choice. Yeah, you could choose to want to, even if you're tired, show up with energy. Oh yes, and give it to and give it to people. Uh, yeah. Not make your fellow podcasters make you feel guilty for doing a podcast at the same time every week that we've agreed to do. No, yeah, I know, but it's so tired. <laughs> when have we done? A th- when have we done a third episode that wasn't late night for you? 
Uh, not very often. Right. Yeah. No, but so uh, thank you for bitching about the thing that we already take into no, account. No, no, no. Account. The, the the real the real thing about about it is that the the timing of it's Monday, and like what what because of my schedule. Yeah. Because of my stay up late schedule, I have to go to bed early on my one day off to get ready to come in for this with some energy. Okay. That's my thing. Several times I've offered to move the time that we record it. You said no every time. Okay. All right. That was. Everything works better. So that was my interview. And I uh, I think I've got everything I need. When will we move it? (laughs) When do you want it? I don't know. It's, I mean, late night works better for me. That's all. But this is fine. (laughs) This is exactly how it goes every time. (laughs) I'm proud to call you my bitch. There you go. All right. Uh, Take it away, David Dodds Jack. We'll see you soon. But Charlie's right. (laughs) There's certain people that are just predisposed. (laughs) Being up a little bit later. People, those people behave like Charlie and Jacob. I'm up till like 5 a.m. every night. Dude, I I am fucking grumpy. I'm just excited right now because I've got Mexican Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See? That's all you got to do. Drink a little Coke, you're fine. Yeah. No, you drank Coke and listen to you. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> These guys are like, oh. All right. Um, let's, uh, oh, boom. Good. So uh, we, we have any bonus content here? No. Okay, so Charlie, you want to, you have to. You have to, you have to, you have to just shoot the shit with us to get some kind of yeah. article on us. I do. All I right, do. so we're letting the we're just gonna let the mics roll. We're just gonna let it go. It. All right. Unless all you right. don't want it. If it's no, I I can. Okay. And we may or may not keep this. Yeah. Yes, I can. So That'd be uh, the perfect data point right there. Yeah. <laughs> so so if you uh, <laughs> yeah, if so this does not go well, it's gonna stop right about here. Uh, <laughs> when have we ever cut anything? <laughs> Jacob cut stuff. Yeah, I guess. So I currently know more about Paul than I know about you. I know that you came out here as a Klingon, which is awesome. Yes. yes. I, my story is not nearly as exciting. Paul worked as a Klingon? I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> so the article is based on uh, the Bucket Show, not on our podcast, right? Uh, it's mainly going to be Bucket Show. Because cool. okay. a, a, a lot of the things I Coke. cover are, <laughs> <laughs> are things that go on around in Vegas wise. and when I haven't been to see anything lately generally I talk about the TV that I watch okay um but I will be mentioning this podcast okay, okay as good. it is award winning and really rather good right thank you thank you thank you but with that some background on the both of you okay so you weren't a Klingon when you got here what were you doing I was a Borg no uh uh I uh <laughs> I was, Where, uh, where's your metally bits? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know where because I know what those are. So um, <laughs> uh, we, uh, uh, my wife uh, booked Jersey Boys uh, from New York. Okay. And we were about to move to Los Angeles, but um, she booked it like three weeks before we moved, and so we just moved here. And I didn't feel like doing the long distance thing, so I just came here and figured I should try to figure some stuff out. Well, it seems to have worked. It did, but it was not uh, that way initially. Initially, we were just always planning to leave, so all I was doing was waitering. And uh, just doing stuff on Monday nights with Paul and a bunch of other people, but I I didn't wasn't necessarily up to anything uh, worth sticking around for. So, what was the first thing you found that was? Uh, probably uh, writing for Penn and Teller. Uh, when I when I when I started to write for on the Discovery Channel, Penn and Teller um, Tell a Lie, which started as an intern and I moved up to writer on. Uh, that I was like, oh, this is kind of neat. 
and I really enjoy working uh, on television shows and I really enjoy working for those guys. And uh, it just seems like I shouldn't just run away from this if I'm doing it. So, yeah. So that's probably the first part. And then then Paul and I had a legit conversation. Um, actually, it was that wasn't just the Penn and Teller thing. It was that I basically I had a kid. And so I couldn't keep doing a bunch of little stuff here and there around town hoping something would catch on. Mm-hmm. I had to kind of focus my time and endeavors. And I turned to Paul and I said, uh, let's stop working with everybody else but each other. <laughs> Which is as romantic as it sounds. Mm-hmm. Oh, you both had hearts in your eyes, just mm-hmm. yeah. Right. yeah. Bling, bling, bling. When did you meet each other? Uh, Grinder. What club was it? <laughs> we the were box. At the box. Yeah, we were at the box. Uh, it's like Matt Warmer. Please be that guy. Please be that guy. Matt applied with the same agency that I was with when he when he came into town, and uh, thankfully my agent was kind enough. She knew anytime improv stuff kind of rolled around to give me a buzz, and so she gave me his contact information, and I invited him to come out to our Monday night show that we were running, and uh, that's how we met. Awesome. There was, a, there was a jam, and I hopped up in the jam. Mm-hmm. It was a jam, not a jelly. It was a, no jelly. No jelly allowed. No that jelly was, oh, I take a luber there, so I had jelly in the back Lubered seat. right in, right in. I slid Squish, right into the squishing theater. Squishing around. You could slide right into that theater. You could. <laughs> at, that, at that time, you could at that still. Time, at that time, there was, there was a, still there was a section plenty of gun oil and anything <laughs> you fucking a, need. You could slide right to the Onyx Theater. It was amazing. <laughs> So what came first, the bucket or the scoops? Uh, to be honest with you, it's the same exact time. Oh, yeah? Pretty close. Yeah. We basically said we should just do a two-person improv show or a two-person podcast. And the podcast thing was that uh, Geek Shock, much to my dismay, is still more listened to than this podcast. Well, we've been at it for almost seven years. That's true. Paul likes to like comfort me like a small, <laughs> like a bratty child. He likes to be like, give it time. Give it time. No! The thing, I, be I mean, than now. I love Geek Shock. I, you know, we uh, we've really stuck to our guns. I'm so proud of the the way that that show has just evolved. Um, from we haven't done any kind of extra big no. marketing push. We've just been present on Facebook a little bit and done the key to all podcast success, which is consistency. Mm-hmm. We're there every week, week in, week out. We've missed maybe three weeks right. during the run. Well, none of you guys vacation. No, because we work like fucking dogs. <laughs> like, honestly, all, all of us work like dogs. We don't vacation. We don't have big extended families. Uh, no babies, except for Andy. He's the only one with kids. And they're they're grown-ass kids now. So, yeah, yeah it's not as uh, right. not as tricky for us uh, to maneuver that stuff. But, but uh, that is what is left of Star Trek The Experience for me. That's those are all guys that I met during the experience that we wanted to continue what we had mm-hmm. hanging out and talking nerds shop. That's what we did. So Paul, uh, Paul's part of that podcast. I guessed it on there a few times mm-hmm. and uh, I knew his loyal following. And then, of course, uh, Penn Sunday School was uh, where I was. Uh, I managed to become a, a co-host there. And so I just thought we're both part of popular podcasts. And the, the big thing about becoming a podcaster, and I really just became a podcaster before I became a podcast listener. Yeah. Um, so I really kind of started to try to learn as I went. And so I thought, um, especially Penn Sunday School people, seemed like they needed more programming in their life. That like if Penn Sunday School easily could go four days a week and the listenership would eat it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I basically was like, well, I know they don't like me as much, but... but. Um, uh, I think I could start something kind of fun and we could get it going and I think there'd be a listenership there. 
and and so far so good. Yeah. What's neat now is how many people aren't Penn Sunday School listeners or yeah. Geek Chuck listeners that right. come to our podcast. Yeah, you know? I have never heard Penn Sunday School. Well, there you go. It's funny. I'm sure I will yeah, at some point. Mm-hmm. He's he's a, he's a he's a great guy to listen to. Yeah, I've I've learned more listening to that man than the rest of my education combined. Right. <laughs> so, the bright fellow. He's a bright fellow, indeed. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So the, that's how we started. So, uh, oh, and around the same time, I said we should either do an improv show or a podcast. And Paul was basically let's do both. And so then I stopped doing all other improv shows in town and just started doing that show. Um, and uh, which I love a lot. I we did make the weird, and this is totally me, that like the whole I bought in so hard to the downtown resurgence. That I want to be part of the downtown scene. Well, but you were folded into that. In a yeah. big way, yeah. You yeah. were, you were really. I was working for the for the downtown project, and yeah. and, uh, and I was I was uh, going to all these meetings, and I was I was dr- really drinking the Kool Aid on it. Yeah. Um. And... I arrived kind of as the Kool Aid started to sour. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah. Yes, you did. Yeah. But speaking to a lot of people who were very involved, I can imagine why. Yeah. No. I mean, it was it was very exciting, and, and we were given a, basically we found a place. We actually went to the Art Square Theater beforehand and just the way we did our shows they at the time they were running their their seasons wasn't going to they weren't going to be able to give us a weekly spot always mm-hmm. um and then uh so the downtown project this one new bar was willing to just do do the pay what you want thing and make money on drinks which was the offer that we had so yeah. um they took it so it was nice it was a neat fit for it what was. we wanted to do um you know the concept of the bucket show is that like uh, you know we, we Paul and I have tried bigger production shows like the um, Executive Monkeys at the Palms uh, Tarot Lounge at Town Square. We tried some big things. We bring in celebrity guests and a larger amount of improvisers. And um, what we realized is that we had certain friends in the community where five dollars was a lot to ask for them to pay, mm-hmm. and we had some friends that twenty bucks or forty bucks was nothing. You know. Yeah. And so the bucket show was kind of like our way of like I'm I, I have rich friends and I have poor friends and I want them all just to come to the show and I don't want to do one for one, do one for the other. Mm-hmm. And so the bucket show was kind of like, let's just let everyone come and pay whatever they want. And it pretty much is that exact. People either give five bucks or 20 bucks. Yep. Yeah. It's a great model. It's yeah. a great model. And thank you for having it on late. <laughs> well, that's by, that's not because, by choice. <laughs> well, even no, if no. it's not by choice, like yeah. this, this for me is a town where I get to do fuck all because right. we're all entertainers and we're all on stage until yeah. yada yada o'clock yep. and like i love comedy i love improv i personally think you guys have one of the best shows in town if not the best show in town thank um, you can you quote that in your magazine so we can please put that in our postcards thank you, thank you. i will yeah. <laughs> oh don't worry i know i'm here because i bribed you with column inches <laughs> <laughs> oh paul only heard the interest part but yeah we were in <laughs> Inches, branches, it all becomes the same thing. Same tree. Branches. <laughs> branches. Branches. And I whip you with branches. The, <laughs> the sexual torture doesn't roll far from the tree. And beat you with a branch of your life. But yeah, it, it it means a lot to me that it's late at night because it means I get to go and see well, some comedy. Yeah, I mean, we just started that new time slot six months ago. Yeah. Not even? Not even, yeah. And uh, And I dig it. Uh, it's the only way we could have kept it going, just because of my schedule too. Yeah, and I and I feel that now too, more and more, especially working the show hours that I work. Last night I went and just crammed in a bunch of stuff. I saw a, a show and a movie, just because it's my one off day, and I was like, yeah. I got to do it. This is yeah. the only day. I, I know there's yeah, no other you have time. To. You have there's to. There's no other time because, uh, but I but I feel you totally. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, but we have to figure out a way actually to get more of the late night performer crowd to come see us. Right. Uh, well, I mean, and it, it's just like before; it's growing again. Yeah, we that's had true. two weeks of kind of downtime, and yeah. now it's back to we've got decent numbers again. Yeah, twenty plus. We're getting press again. Yeah, it's, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> It all comes back around, baby. It sure. all comes back around. It does. You you deserve a larger audience than I've seen there, certainly. Oh, thank you. Well, thanks. It's the, it's a, it's it's a hard town. You know, if we did the show, we know this though. It's not like we're like, what's happening? I mean, yeah. if if we uh, could afford to advertise, we'd be doing a, a lot better. Yeah. Uh, weekly in this town is very tough. Uh, people just don't have those kind of social schedules like in other cities, and um, there's really it's it's a gray area between professional theater and local theater. Uh, it's not as distinct whereas in New York you'd either go to a Broadway show once in a while or you go see a bunch of stuff locally all the time uh, we know that weekly is hard here and we know that um, uh, if we went monthly we'd be better or if we get advertised we'd be better but we just we can't and so this is something that we Paul and I do because we love doing it um, we love staying sharp and it gives us something to sell when something pops up so like corporate events cruise ships that kind of stuff Yeah. by having it kind of always going weekly it's more of a marketing chip on our shoulders and it's the, really a chance for Paul. I mean you've seen it it's filthy it and is so filthy it's Paul and I's really just we just blow off steam it's yeah. just a, it's just a it's a big build up yeah. it's well, late at night and we're just silly well I will say being a, a novice in this improv land yeah weekly Jesus Christ you guys <laughs> like where do you get it from like I haven't oh I we ha- used to do more yeah. we, when we were younger I would do I would do sometimes five or six improv sets uh a week mm-hmm. easily i was oh i've been in paul and i've been addicted to it yeah it's 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 it becomes your drug of choice after a while and uh you know yeah i got in as much as i could when second city was here there were a few more opportunities but there's never been a ton uh in this town as there's as many now as there ever have been as far as open spots to jump in and play uh but yeah two or three times a week on yeah. the reg if we could yeah i started off doing every friday saturday night 11 30 when i was 16 mm. And I loved it. And we would do hour and a half long shows with intermissions. And uh, it was great. It was so fun. And uh, those were like packed little theaters in, in Red Bank, New Jersey. Right. And then even in my you know New York, New Jersey days, we had my group in North Jersey that was popular. So I would do shows every Wednesday with them. And sometimes we'd do three or four sets a night. It was a cafe. So we just read the crowd and we'd start doing shows whenever. Yeah. And then we just kind of read the crowd. And we used that to pass out uh, two-for-ones to our big Saturday night show that we did at the theater. And that theater, we did two sets every night with a band, and we did like Saturday Night Live style, and we'd have like a band play when people came in. We'd do a set, we'd have the band play, uh, intermission, then we would do another set, and we'd the band play as long as people stuck around the theater. Those were the best days. We did that for about four years. And so those days, I was doing about six shows six shows a week. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I must say, it's, it's probably going to be one of the things I miss most about America, besides Mac and Cheetos, is improv. Mm. It exists but it's not really a thing over there. Yeah, yeah I think... I, it's been a while since I've been over to the UK, but I went with the French Festival. And there, my experience was I never realized how kind of um, uh, British audiences like their categories, right? So like if you're funny, you're you're over here. And if you're dramatic, yeah. you're over here. And yeah. I think America has more of um, a like of thing, a, a, a preference actually of things that go into a gray area. Yeah. You know, things that kind of like push the boundary here or make you think or make you question something here or there and then kind of turn around. Breaking Bad, starting off as a comedy, then turning into a dark thing was kind of like, I think, a perfect example of like how Americans like things to go. Yeah. Um, Have you seen Love? Have either of you seen Love on Netflix? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, do. 
Yeah? Do. The yeah, movie or that, series? It's a series. Okay. It's uh Oh, oh, uh, Judd Apatow produced that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's Gillian, Gillian Jacobs? Yeah. She's a Gillian, isn't she? I think it's... I don't know. It's, Americans have always said Gillian Jacobs. Yeah. We love alliteration, though. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. In fact, and we like, I love it. It is one of the darkest comedies I've seen. It's yeah. very close to the bone, and okay. I, I really recommend it, but... Yeah. Yeah. I will. I will check it out. Do Apatow it. definitely loves dark uh, relationship stuff mm-hmm. as common. It's um, fun. Um, yeah. And that's what it takes for improv is to get it really raw. I think here's the thing. So like at 10 o'clock, I think we were more maybe like artistically sound in the type of improv we were doing back when we were doing 10 o'clock shows. Yeah. I think maybe we get in the pocket more. I think the 1130, both the energy of the audience and our energy is different. And so I don't think we're even... It's not that we're not, we want it. It's that, but we're not necessarily like trying for it. And always, I think Paul and I, because people like to talk about like, you know, basically it's kind of half short form, half long form or more short form than not. Paul and I's preferred performance style is long form. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I speaking for you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I just want to make sure like, cause it, and, and so secretly we're always trying to turn the bucket show into something that feels like it has a beginning middle and end as an overall we like to we like to we like to i'd like to say i like to think secretly we're trying to do a show that's not just a short form show but we also know what's marketable what sells and and we we also have in our heads you know we want to bring this show to a a casino at some point maybe uh, or a different stage and so the short form tropes that we're able to play with you know, we have to keep those in there too. And this is just from our experience with failure. It's not even like right. a, it's not even like a maybe. Like no. we, 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 you know, Emily Gillette produced a show for us six years ago, seven years ago. Um, we called every celebrity we could out of her phone. They came in, we did like a big interview show with them. I really wish we would recorded those interviews just now that we're podcasters. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, and we did improv long form based on that stuff. And uh, the audience just didn't, didn't respond to it pressed didn't know how to review it it just was it just it didn't hit and so you know i think vegas has a weird energy to it is it is the entertainment capital of the world and not the theater capital of the world so it likes entertainers you know and so i think stopping and talking to the audience and stuff is a good idea if you're going to be if you're going to be trying to do stuff here i think i think talking to people and making it happen it's almost like a like a reality theater type of thing like is that you say it all the time we just want to bring them people want to be in the show yeah they want to be in the show. And that was a really hard thing for Second City because people wanted to be in the show. Yeah. And it's like, that's not Second City's no, modus no, no, operandi no. at all, you know. And it, 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 uh, putting up with Vegas audiences, I say putting up with, yeah. but, you know, dealing with, learning to adjust to the Vegas audience yeah. was a big hurdle. Yeah. And that's something we've been learning on the fly for the last. I Me, mean, I years. like hecklers. Right. <laughs> I don't mind it. I like I like handling. I like handling them. Mm-hmm. I have what's a good time your, with. What's that. your favorite heckle? Oh, I don't know. I the only thing I hate. I don't have any pet peeves of heckles. I mean, sometimes people just try to like help and participate. Mm. Uh, it's fine. I hate when people are too drunk or too stoned to uh, respond or listen and respond. Mm-hmm. Like they're so drunk they just keep going. We've only uh, had it a couple of times. Uh, yeah, where they just keep going without any sense that we've we're walked even one in. or two people out of the theater. Yeah, but that's about it. Yeah, but that's been a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too long, as a matter of fact. Let's see if we can get oh, one out. No, let's see if we can get one no, out. No, 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 <laughs> no. Pen's you. coming back August tenth. Maybe we can Is get he? someone. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, 
I don't know when the comes out, but I think I think Penn and Johnny Thompson might stop by the bucket show August tenth. August tenth. So yeah. cool. Well, I'm gonna have it right recorded. Note. I was gonna write it down, but I've got it recorded, you guys. That's right. It's That's right. It's right. August tenth. Right. All right. Well, any, any you anything else for us? Uh, no, I think I have the information I need. Oh, oh Jesus! Dun dun dun. What did I say? Did I say anything that's gonna embarrass me? Yeah. Did I? Yeah, done. That's, that's my you chance. Cooked, you've cooked our That's goose. my chance for my post-interview total regret no. and, and anxious <laughs> feeling. No. All right. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you very much. Thank you. Now this thing's just going to continue to record because Jacob's not here to shut <laughs> Jacob, how do you press stop? Which means I get a chance to finally do my one-man show, <laughs> The Lonely Hippopotamus. <laughs> There was a lonely hippopotamus living in the sand. He never got to go to swimming, always on the land. He wished okay, that he could... Damn.